The Restless Midlifer Podcast. Get health, weight and life back on your terms. It's episode 110 and this week I've got another interview for you. As I said, I'm parking my current um, exploration on what's your relationship with food for a number of weeks just to allow me some time to collect my thoughts, have some time off, etc. So what I wanted to do was share a number of great interviews and, and this interview with Dr. Rob Stevens is is a brilliant interview. And it's something that's actually been on my mind because um, Dr. Rob has, as, as well as being a, 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 an experienced doctor, has a specialism in uh, testosterone replacement therapy and more latterly, more recently in um, hormone replacement therapy for menopause for women as well. Now we don't particularly dive into that because as, as you'll find with the topic, uh, with the conversation, um, it, it took up a lot of time to talk about the TRT side, the testosterone replacement side. And what I want to do is get Dr. Rob back to explore in more detail the uh, the menopause and the HRT side. Because what, one of the things, the reason that I've asked, asked him along and, and, and kind of found out about him really through uh, my network and, and people that I trust, um, he has that wealth of knowledge and a real practical, sensible approach to this. And the reason I'm saying that in particular with, in relation to the testosterone replacement is because I don't know about you, but over the last six to eight months, maybe longer, it's certainly come onto my radar in terms of advertising, how much it's out there and, and touted. And you can buy it on the internet, you can get diagnosis, this, etc. And, and it, it feels like another one of these fads but also because of the nature of how freely available it is, I wanted to really explore what is it and get it from somebody who is trustworthy and knows their stuff and is, is working in that field. And I wanted to really explore what does it mean? What does it mean and who is it for? So that's really what we do dive into um, in this this area. And and Dr. Rob has a great way of putting things on, great, great sort of phrases and ways of explaining it. So we dive into that. And what I would say is, um, the uh, I'll let him explain the advice and the approach to it. But also, if you do have any questions or thoughts or follow-ups afterwards, please do email me, dave at restlessmidlifer.com and or uh, Dr. Rob, and you'll find his details in the show notes, um, if you want to pick brains or to follow up on anything that might have come out of it. Again, for me, I want to provide something that I think is... Um, really sound advice and thoughts and insights to it so, and to clear away what, to, to be fair, is a lot of guff out there and a lot of hype around this and that could really be harmful if we, we engage in whatever it is, the TRT, from unreliable sources or without being properly informed. So we have a great interview and as I said, the, the, the latter half, we, we, we do talk a little bit about the menopause side and the HRT because that's something that uh, Dr. Rob is also working um, closely with um, his, his female patients on. Um, and again, he gives some great advice on that as well towards the end, or great thoughts. And as I said, I want to try and get him back to explore that. So again, if you have any questions around that, that could help fuel that interview and, and provide a good foundation for that. Again, so Dave at RestlessMidlifer.com, that would be great. So anyway, on with the interview and uh, let me know your thoughts and uh, I'll catch you on the other side. Now then, Dr. Rob, it's great to have you along. I've been really looking forward to this uh, interview. We've had a chat before and I'm really excited to explore the topic around TRT uh, and really get to the facts. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and what you actually do? And uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, I mean, essentially, I'm the founder of the Men's Health Clinic. It's a private medical clinic that specializes in diagnosing and managing men with testosterone deficiency. Um, it's evolved organically. So every decision that we've made has been in the best interest of the patients, I believe. So 
you know, the process has evolved from uh, humble beginnings, you know, a, a little room underneath a private GP surgery to uh, actually having our own bespoke clinic in Ferndown that attracts people from 50 different countries. Um, kind of crazy, really. It's um, quite humbling. We get people from the United States of America come across where TRT is everywhere because of the methodology that we use and the approach that we use. So, um, yeah, it's, always, it's also involved into to women's HRT, uh, kind of inundated by requests from male patients to also sort their females out. <laughs> so, so essentially applying the same methodology that we applied to males to female HRT, and we're actually having massive success with that as well. Common sense, logic, science, um, yeah, just, just going back to the foundations, um, addressing lifestyle, nutrition, exercise, um, and applying science, knowledge of pharmacokinetics to something that needs to be applied, it needs to be applied to, not sort of this cookie cutter approach that the NHS have um, and a cure or fix all. It's, um, it's quite involved. Um, it's a process of making the diagnosis, a diagnosis of exclusion, and then supporting the patient with whatever they need to attain their goal, which is normal physiology. Yeah, right. There's loads in there, and I, I've just jotted a couple of things down, so don't forget. So let, let's take it back then. The, the There's been loads. I mean, this is only something that's really come on my radar in the last, what, six six or so months. Um, and and suddenly you see it all over about testosterone replacement and that kind of thing. And it strikes me as somebody who's, you know, totally illiterate in this area, that there are so many rabbit holes. There's, there's, there's so, it, it seems really easy and it seems like it'd be promising lot, lots that I have no idea what it's about. So you want to tell us a bit about it and, and where you come from in that? Because I think what I would, what I'm really uh, was keen to talk to you about was because of your credibility and your, the responsibility that you exercise around this topic. So do you want to tell us a, a bit about it and see if we can sort of take away? Yeah. I mean, I've been a doctor now for over 25 years. And until eight years ago, I didn't know anything about testosterone apart from it was used by the gym bros and it's necessary for libido and development of your sex, secondary sexual characteristics and musculature. Uh, you don't get taught about testosterone deficiency in mainstream medicine because they fundamentally don't know anything about it. Um, so lots of bro science is out there because it's had to be out there because the medical community does not fully appreciate the importance of testosterone for optimal well-being. And you can take that back to sort of physical health and psychological health. And you can't really separate the two. So there's been this big divide between legitimate TRT use and bro TRT use because of the association with anabolic steroids and the fact that people don't have access to safe and effective care because the kind of the current state of thought of testosterone deficiency is it's simply for grumpy old men and men who want to have a love island physique um, patients that present to me want to feel normal they, they want that semblance of normality back in their lives. And with the best will in the world, you know, we, we always advocate looking at your stress, your sleep, your nutrition, your exercise, 
uh, and again, treating testosterone deficiency as a, as a diagnosis of exclusion, because it's involved in everything and it is a diagnosis of exclusion and you will only feel the benefits if you understand it's just simply about normality. Um, again, I talk about if you put the effort in, you will see the reward with optimal testosterone levels. But there are so many other facets to optimal well-being that it is a complicated field. And I don't think the NHS has the time or inclination to get that involved in testosterone deficiency. I mean, my new patient appointments are 90 minutes. Your GP's got 10 minutes. Your endocrinologist has got 10 minutes. They don't want to have this deep discussion about how is your sleep? You've got evidence of obstructive sleep. And they, they can't, they don't have that time or the inclination. So uh, yeah, we've got this, this big sort of area of men's suffering needlessly, but in the same breath, you know, the NHS was founded on the principle of need and it's to cure disease. And they don't see testosterone deficiency as a disease, more as a sort of, you know, a state of ill health, but it's um, fundamental to optimal physiology, which is essentially how your body functions. Right, yeah. So you mentioned, so this is, again, there's a few things to pick up, but you mentioned a couple of times this diagnosis by exclusion. Now, would you just explain what you mean by that? Because I think that is really, really critical in um, get understanding the difference between that broad side and obviously the work that you do, you know? Yeah, so, so, so we've had that association between testosterone and performance enhancement. Um, and the, test, the, the performance enhancement side of it is raising your testosterone up to a super physiological level. And that has negative health outcomes. So what we're talking about is diagnosing a confirmed testosterone deficiency. Now, that happens as a result of diagnostic blood tests. You're also looking at where the issue might be coming from. Is it your brain? Is it your testicles? Or is it a prolactin issue? Is it your thyroid um, causing dysregulation? Because there's a bi-directional relationship between testosterone and thyroid hormones. It's much like all hormones are related, but whether that relationship be direct or indirect, you know, it's a whole smorgasbord of hormones and neurotransmitters, and it's all about achieving balance. You have to fundamentally understand what testosterone is. So what is it? Well, it's an anabolic hormone necessary for growth and repair. What are you repairing from? You're repairing from the day, so activity in the day. So you can extrapolate from that. Obviously, sleep is super important. So look at your sleep. Aim not to need TRT. So look at your sleep hygiene. Are you snoring? Do you have evidence of, you know, an underdiagnosed condition called obstructive sleep apnea so if you're a male are you snoring is it bad is your are you given getting given the elbow um have a look to see if you can optimize your natural testosterone production by eating a, a healthy well-balanced diet so you know I'm a, I'm a big proponent of low carb high fat diets um because obviously fat is more, more calorie dense so we should be seeking fat not carbohydrates uh, i'm a big fan and proponent of intermittent fasting so time restricted eating because again the first part of your day really should be activity so you are going back to hunter gatherer days because we are physical beings so we should be 
waking up, seeking food, going exercising, adversity, stress, to then achieve the reward, which is food, to go from a sympathetic state to a parasympathetic state. So time-restricted eating is super important for testosterone levels. Um, there are certain micronutrients that you can supplement to hopefully well, normalize, not supplement, to optimize. You're, you're normalizing these levels like vitamin D, zinc, uh, a decent omega-3, a decent multivit, um, and then training. So, you know, we all talk about hitting it down the gym. Now, the gym is not necessarily the best place to be a healthy human being because, again, fundamentally, all animals learn all the skills that they need in adolescence to become effective adults. And when they're effective adults, they just continue to be effective adults. So, you know, find something that you enjoy. Be physically active. You don't have to lift 200 kilo squat. You just have to be physically active. You do have to have some resistance exercise to present, prevent sarcopenia, because again, we are physical beings. So the diagnosis of exclusion is, I don't want to prescribe you TRT, because if I prescribe you TRT and you're drinking heavily and you've got a crappy diet and you're not exercising and you haven't got the right attitude and you come to me going, doc, fix me again you know we've had this paternalistic relationship between doctor and patient so you shouldn't be coming to me saying fix me you should be coming to me and say how can i fix myself can you give me some tools to allow me to fix myself and obviously from a testosterone replacement therapy perspective yeah i can i can give you the testosterone and the hcg and i can safely titrate your dose of going to affect to get you where you need to be but you've got to put the work in. You've got to understand that, again, you're a physical being and you need to work on your sleep, your nutrition, your exercise, and your parasympathetic nervous system, which is like the calming part of the nervous system. Mm. So, right, so I like that. So that, that idea is it's kind of like you, you, you start from the point of view of not wanting to, which is is important because you're right so getting those other elements uh in place so, so let, let's talk through sort of a hypothetical just so we can get kind of a how this plays out if we've got somebody um i mean tell me if i'm wrong in terms of age but somebody who's you know late 40s early 50s um pretty busy stressed um they probably have a bit of that lifestyle going on where the sleep isn't great drinking a bit not eating at the right times or the right things you know so there's a lot a lot uh, a mix in there but feeling pretty crappy, feeling pretty sure. completely, you know, energy drained, um, ups and downs, I guess, of energy. Um, I'm trying to think, I, I guess that's it. Really. Just feeling not totally on top of things, feeling lethargic and tired all the time. You know, the tat, the tired all of the time thing. So what would be your approach? There? It sounds like you'd start on looking at the background, but talk us through that and see what the journey yeah. would be. So, it's, so it is important to get a background. So, so you're, not, you're not simply making a diagnosis um, and deciding to treat somebody based on, I've got low libido, I've gone tired, I've done all this stuff, um, and I've got quantifiable low levels. You know, um, we have to be realistic here. So if, so if I say to you, listen, we evolved from hunter-gatherer, we should all go back to hunting and gathering, uh, because that's really what we should do, and we should be going out 
earning our reward food and then taking it back to the tribe. And yeah, you know, that's absurd, isn't it? So we, we do live in this modern world and we, and we can't escape the pressures of the modern world. You know, money, you know, we have to earn a living. So the reality is, is things like shift work are terrible for your health. You know, you, your, your testosterone level follows a diurnal pattern, day, night, day, night, day, night. Most of the processes within your body are cyclical. So, you know, I can't tell somebody to stop doing nights because they've got low testosterone. Well, that's what we should do. So you have to be realistic with these guys. Again, you know, a high-powered executive, you can prescribe testosterone replacement therapy, but you've got to say to him, okay, I understand your job's stressful. I understand you can't stop your job. I understand that you're probably already looking into business things to prevent your stresses from uh, exploding. But what can you do to mitigate the stress? And, and that is, as, as we alluded to earlier, is working on the calming part of your nervous system. So the, the parasympathetic nervous system. So putting things into your day to deal with the undoubted psychological stress that you will face. So I'm a big, massive advocate of ice baths, breath work, mindfulness, yoga, putting your phone away when you do things, concentrating on the task at hand. That phone is, is there designed for you to look at it. So it's not helping you. It's, it's, it's essentially we're all seeking dopamine, which is like the reward hormone. But all you're going to get from this is cortisol because you can't get the dopamine from it. You can't get the reward that you need because it's not there. And, you, and there's always ambiguity. There's, there's always angst there because that's, that's what its purpose. It's designed to draw you in. So fundamentally, it's about sort of understanding the concept of balance and trying to apply that into the modern world. So again, a, a patient the other day said to me, all right, Doc, I get the hunter-gatherer analogy. <laughs> How do I do it? I said, well, listen, it's not, it's not rules, it's principles. And it's trying to apply those principles into your daily life to improve your physical and psychological well-being. I can only, again, advise you. I can't do it for you. I can't tell you to pack your job up because that's absurd. Hmm. So it's just giving people some pointers in the right direction. But, you know... If you're working nights and your testosterone is low because you're working nights, you can't be denied therapy because you're working nights. If you're morbidly obese, this, this is interesting because this is obviously a major cause of low testosterone alongside stress. You know, I should say to you, go and lose 20 kilos and you'll be fine. But your physiology won't allow you to do that with low testosterone because your physiology is quite complicated. Yeah. Um, if you want me to explain that, I can. But the, the reality is, is um, your body will be fighting against you trying to lose weight paradoxically to get into a better state of health. So we do have some guys who have been morbidly obese and have done these massive transformations and they've now got low testosterone. Your body does not like change. So any change that you put into place has to be slow and progressive, much like you don't go from sitting on the couch to running an ultra marathon. It's slow and progressive your body's incredibly fine-tuned your audience will probably get the graphic equalizer analogy that i use and i used today on this young person who said i know what you're talking about doc 
So, <laughs> so <laughs> you, you turn the base down with low testosterone, that's your low testosterone. And the treble, all the other parts of your graphic equalizer have to go down because your body survives on this premise of balance. You turn the base back up with testosterone replacement therapy, everything has to come back up. So this concept of balance is necessary, but you don't go from zero to 100. You have to go one, two, three, four, five, so that's an interesting one because I suppose in my mind, what I'm thinking is obviously some conversations I've had, clients, conversations, et cetera, where um, it's very much along the lines of what you're talking about there. It's let's let this is about the longer journey, you know, that maybe they've tried the 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 fad of this and that and the other, and it's been quite an extreme and achieved results, but it's it's come back on. So my, my approach and, and the way we have these conversations is what can we do longer term? What can we fit into your life? What changes can we make? It's, 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 it's about affecting a sustainable change, isn't yeah. it? Obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I've literally just forgot what I was going to say now. Well, I, I guess picking up what I'm thinking is, you know, if somebody's embarking, if they're buying into that idea, let, let's say that, yeah. you know, of, yes, I get this. I'm going to make those changes. Um, from your perspective, it sounds like what you do is you make a decision as to whether... Um, the TRT happens alongside that. Is that fair to say? I mean, how, how does that sort of dovetail in? It has to, it has to be in conjunction. So, so it, in reality, our tagline is earn your reward. So again, I, I can provide you with the tools, I can provide you with the foundation, but you've got to understand that you need to work on the old noggin, um, work on becoming more disciplined and take personal accountability for your actions. And again, I kind of like this, you have to be the director of your own real-time movie. So you have to apply a level of, of ob objectivity to your subjective experience. So when you're reaching for that cookie, you know, if you were the hero of your own story and, and you were the director looking at you going, what are you doing? Put the cookie down. Don't, don't pick up that bottle of whiskey. Don't go to McDonald's. You, you wouldn't do that as the hero of your own story. So you know, our subjective experience is our subjective experience, but hormones allow a level of chronicity. So if you think about what, what, what is a hormone, a hormone is essentially a chemical messenger that helps facilitate the function of its target organ. Now that's chronic. On top of that, you've got your nervous system that's firing, keeping you alive, your autonomic nervous system, and you've got your brain. So again, we have to be more considered. And I think one of the things that I try and still in with my patients is what does testosterone do for you? Now we talk about normal physiology, et cetera, et cetera. And you kind of think, well, is it going to make me aggressive? No, only if you're an, only if you're an aggressive person. So 99% of patients say they feel more cool, calm, and considered rather than being reactionary. So say something cuts you up at a junction, you just go, nobody was hurt. Let's move on. My day is not going to be affected by a stupid event that calls no harm. So I'm going to move forwards and I'm going to move forwards positively. So it's, it's much like the glass half empty, glass half full discussion. You know, with, with low testosterone, you're always glass half empty. And that's a miserable place to be. 
with high testosterone, you're always glass half full. Well, that sounds like a wonderful place to be, but it's not obviously because you know it's all about contrast. And if you can't, you can, if you can't experience joy because you're always really happy, or you're, you can't experience sorrow because you're always really sad, which goes into the antidepressant discussion. Um, you know that that's actually paradoxically not a nice place to be. So it's it's the subjective appreciation of change. So with normal testosterone, we want to see the glass as half empty, glass half full. But you choose to see it as glass half full. So that's that's the difference. So again, it's just instilling that into the patient. But with normal testosterone, especially having gone from low testosterone, you will choose to see that glass as half full because you don't want to see it as glass half empty because you've been glass half empty for a long time. But you can still see it as glass half empty if you choose to. So it's not to cure you. It's just going to give you the tools to go, right, this is, this, this is how I'm going to attack the day. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to decide to be positive today. You can still be negative. It's not some, I, can't, I can't help you with that. Listen, decide to be positive and then incremental little wins throughout the day to make your day worthwhile. Yeah. It literally boils down to that. Yeah, that's brilliant. So... I guess the question that's kind of surfacing for me is if somebody's been on the journey um, of, I, I guess you'll get, you'll get people at different stages, but I'm kind of chucking a different, uh, a different sort of case studies. One is that they've started that process um, of starting to take back their lifestyle and shift those things. Things mm. are improving, um, but perhaps not perfect, you know, still feeling the energy laws, that kind of thing. How would you know? What, what's the way to know whether that's just tiredness from a normal day or tiredness from training that you're doing versus there's something else going on there? What 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 do you look for? It's needed realistic expectations because if 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 you're on therapy and you expect to be sparkly every day, then you, you know you're it's, it's utterly foolish. So if if I get a bad night of sleep, how do I feel? I feel tired. So if, if I don't eat what I need rather than what I want, how do I feel? I don't feel optimal. So um, again, we, we, have to, we have to go back to what is testosterone. It's a fundamental hormone necessary for normal physiology. But there's a whole smorgasbord of other things that you need to address. So, you know, again, we, we provide patients with the, the, the guidance and support. But if an exogenous thing is impacting your mental well-being you need to address that so my role i've become a life coach i never thought i'd become a life coach i literally thought i'd be prescribing testosterone optimizing hormone levels and see you later mm. but as you are aware i can get healthy get my patients to healthy hormone levels it's, that's reasonably easy but it's my role to support the, the guys in making sure that they look at the other things so say Say, for example, their sleep deteriorates. Yeah, you know, do, do we need to look at whether you need a sleep study? So, again, that will be negatively impacting things. My role is that providing that support, but we back it up with regular blood tests. Um, and we, we also do, like, we've also got our body scanner here as well to like, measure visceral fat, et cetera. But, you know, I'm, I'm always monitoring my patients. So it's a matter of if, if anything is sort of going skewy, like HbA1c, sugar, more what's happening to your diet? What's happening to your, you look at your lipid profile, your HDL is dropping, well, well, what are you doing? Because it was okay six months ago. So, you know, again, it's just giving, giving the guys pointers to go, right, I'm not doing this for you, 
but something's going on with your diet. Take personal responsibility, take accountability of your actions because you're doing something. Mm. So it sounds like there, this is this is a um, a partnership over time. Then that you work you work with them. Well, it's a it's a lifelong therapy. So right. you, you don't you don't start therapy and get optimized and then come off. So my, my super stable patients, I only see them every six, every, every twelve months. Right. They've been stable for ages, and it's like, how you doing, doc? Yeah, wicked. You know, we start talking about cars and dogs, and you know, doing the fan dance. It's like. Um, as much as I want to take your money for that, I don't really want to take your money for that. <laughs> it's, 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 your time and my time could be best spent somewhere else. But I mean, yeah, it's um, we, we follow them up regularly to get them super stable to then go, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll check in. If you need to check in with me sooner than 12 months, check in sooner than me in 12 months. But, you know, you've got the tools. Hmm. Go use them so yeah right yeah so i get that so um you we were we were talking off off uh, the interview before about you i mean you you've got a very busy practice i mean you're you a capacity by sounds of it so i'm guessing there's two sides if you've got you know some some listeners who are thinking that might be something i wanted to look into what are the options out there for for them because obviously what we're trying to do is present the responsible options obviously you know and, and there are the other things you know the facebook ads or whatever you know um what what would be first steps for them um yeah i mean the, the first step is to get a diagnostic blood test so um i mean we, we 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 offer diagnostic blood tests um there are other online companies that offer diagnostic blood tests um i'm not here to sell you any of them so if you get a blood test on through us, I'll tell you the truth. I don't need you as a patient. So literally, you'll be told the truth. You'll be told to go away, look at your vitamin D, be told to go away and do this. It's a very popular diagnosis right now. Jump mm. on TRT, you'll see lots of ads from online companies promoting TRT for muscles and uh, sex and all this. And it's like fundamentally their businesses they're not medical clinics with your best interests at heart. Congratulations, you qualify for TRT. Do I need TRT? You qualify for TRT. Have it. It's like, because obviously it's a business model. So you, you need to find somebody with some ethics. Um, and there are a few doctor-led practices out there. So there's mine, there's uh, the Ledger Clinic, which I'd recommend as well. Um, there's lots of cowboys out there. So again, you know, you're in desperation, men turns the internet. So, you know, you, you'll find yourself on Reddit and Reddit is just literally a cesspool uh, of, of experts, none of them being experts. Um, yeah, you can approach your GP. Your GP is not gonna know much because um, again, we, we don't get taught it at medical school. Um, you might get referred to an endocrinologist. They don't know much. Uh, you know, it, it's a field of medicine that is done very badly, um, which is why we get patients from 50 different countries come to the clinic. So, you know, it uh, kind, of, kind of speaks for itself, really. Um, get a blood test um, and speak to somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. And there aren't many people that do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah and i get that and i think part of me part of this is a court the cautionary note to that that there is that 
the business model out there. It seems very, very vogue because, as, as I said before, it's only come onto my radar in the last six months through conversations, really, and and thinking it was a thing. So I guess from what you're saying, it's obviously if if it's that, get the blood test, get checked out, somebody reputable, um, mm. take it from there. But at the same time, there's also the other things as well, like the lifestyle side of things that potentially you could be doing things with anyway. Everybody should be doing these things. So, so irrespective of, of kind of like, I think I've low testosterone, I better start sorting my diet out. You should be doing this anyway. So, you know, the, the, the blood test might give you that kind of kick up the butt that you need. You go, oh, perhaps I should also sort my sugar control out because my HbA1c is creeping up. But again, we should be taking personal responsibility for our own health irrespective of thinking about low testosterone you should be looking at your sleep you should be looking at your diet you should be looking at training you know you it's kind of it's, it's absurd that with any species on the planet that has to think about its health mm. so all other animals are just living according to their physiology you know we're living in concrete jungles not jungles and so it's like you know we're subjecting ourselves to psychological stress and when we're not psychological beings we're physical beings so be more physical. It's just a fundamental lack of awareness of what we should be doing mm. and listening to business. So again, outside of the online clinics that are sort of you know, using TRT as a cash cow, you will listen to, well, I mean, the NHS food plate's a joke, frankly. So, I mean, you can't really listen to the NHS when it comes to nutrition, but, um, you know, Nike, just move a little bit more. I mean, that's, that's, that's an absurd comment, you know. <laughs> but, but, but we need to fundamentally take a step back and realise our mistakes, realise that there's no path of least resistance. You have to work. If you take your reward, you're going to pay the consequences because you have to earn your reward. And uh, don't take the path of least resistance. We, we've, we've all got our, we've got our innate kind of, you know, survival mechanisms in place. So it's instinctual to take the path of least resistance maximum reward which is why people engage in risky behaviors drugs etc etc because i'm going to take that dopamine i'm going to take that serotonin but people can make mistakes but now go all right i've made a mistake what do i need to do now and again it, it, it goes back to personal responsibility personal accountability that we, we we don't have because you know we go to the doctor for um, a cure we we go go there for this go for that you know <laughs> You have to understand your body. And you mean and, <laughs> sorry, what and, was it? And, and not listen to your emotions. Well, that that was the thing because you made a great comment off record, which which I loved about exactly that. So, do you want to tell us a bit more about that aspect of it? Yeah. Okay. So fundamentally, we're hunter gatherers. So we are physical beings. So your emotions will lie to you. Okay, your, your, your emotions are there to keep you safe. Don't listen to your emotions. Listen to your body. If you improve your physiology, your psychology will improve and your emotions will improve. So again, things like nutrition, you know, I, I want that. Do you need it? That's the question you should be asking yourself. I've had a hard week at work. I deserve alcohol. What you deserve to poison yourself. Okay, well, that's clever, isn't it? So, you know, your body doesn't give a shit about your emotions. It doesn't care about your emotions at all. So don't listen to your emotions. 
understand your body, understand what it needs. So discipline to then improve your psychology. Because once you've got discipline in your life, your mood will improve. And then you can listen to your emotions. But you can't trust your emotions when you're in a state of ill health because it will, it will seek out the reward. Not knowing that the reward taking it is too good to be true. Mm. It is too good to be true. Work your butt off. Yeah, and, and I often say one of my phrases is, you, you know, just because you feel a thing or think a thing doesn't mean it's true. And it's that's that similar thing is, is how, you know, recognize and stepping away from that to come back to the basics and and that can be you know i, I understand life's full on and it, your head's battered and it's trying to work out what the basics are but once you start that journey as you say put the building blocks in the routines it has that knock-on effect massively so doesn't it and i and i yeah i think that's a, a really really good point i particularly love that your body doesn't give a shit about your emotions it's a, it's a good way to think about that i mean, I mean it's perfect isn't it? And, it and it's like you know how do you deal with your stress well i take ashwagandha okay now oh, no just look at look at it from again try and try and apply a level of objectivity can i take this to improve my mental health start with the basics because i promise you your base the basics are not in place hmm. isn't yeah. it the whole mental health thing isn't it it's like um antidepressants and you go to your doctor he's got his 10 minutes or she's got her 10 minutes so oh, you, you tick all the boxes oh i think you need some antidepressants mm. do i oh, okay then you know i do trust your doctor but antidepressants you know they're, they're dished out like smarties without looking to causation, hmm. look to causation, you know, is, is the issue a, a, a low serotonin level? You haven't diagnosed that, have you? Look, look to a physical cause, not a psychological cause or a psychological band-aid because that won't cure you. It will just dull your emotions. And lots of people are antidepressants, I'm not saying they don't have their place because they do. But lots of antidepressants literally cause this sort of dulling effect because you, again, you can't experience joy, you can't experience sadness. So how do you respond as a healthy human being? Well, you're not a healthy human being because you're not reacting appropriately to situations. And if, again, that's what it's all about. That's what we should be doing. We should be responding appropriately. And we should be trying to listen to more our instincts versus our brain, which has been deconditioned over how many of years you've been alive because you've been told X, Y, Z. Well, that's not true. Yeah. We, we are a society full of depressed, anxious people. It's, it's horrendous. We should be looking to physiology, then psychology, then emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, from my point of view, I think the, the basics, although they're not the sexiest, yes, ice baths at the minute is the thing at the moment, but, you know, it, in time it'll just become more blasé won't it but like the basics like that are the things that make the biggest difference getting out for some sun sunlight even daylight never mind sunlight just daylight and some fresh air and moving outside can be just fantastic you know yeah. it's, it's getting back to nature and and i, and I think ice baths they're, they're incredibly popular right now and you and you know you'll be told by the garden it's a fad mm. it's not a fad people have been doing it for hundreds of years yeah, yeah. <laughs> come together and survive and how do we evolve into these stupid human beings that we are right now so there's the science behind ice bars is, is incredibly interesting again 
when we talk about the autonomic nervous system, you, you've got your fight or flight, your sympathetic drive that's firing hard in all of us constantly. And it's being, you know, you're getting, whether it's voluntarily or involuntarily, you're being subjected to stressors and you have to respond. So the ice bath is, is fascinating because you deliberately sit in cold to stimulate the, the sympathetic nervous system. It's like a shock. It's like, what oh. But how do you stay in the cold? Well, you have to manipulate the other side of the nervous system, which is the parasympathetic nervous system. So you have to calm your mind, mm. primarily through breath, and you achieve that serenity that you has been lacking. And you've sit there. I've got, I've got a two degree ice bath, and then I sit there every morning, without doubt, without exception. I get in that ice bath, and I conquer my little inner bitch every day. I walk towards that thing, and I go, <laughs> I, just, I just move into the utility room. It's like shut up get in that ice bath. I do it very slowly, very deliberately. And I sit there and I clear my mind and I walk out, I get out of the ice bath and I go, yeah, I've had my little win. It's not a little win, it's a big win. I've cleared my mind full of all the clutter and I'm now ready to seize the day. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, they've been doing it for hundreds of years. So it's not, it's, 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 it's just gaining popularity, much like TRT. Yeah, TRT. Yeah. Ah, no, testosterone is necessary for normal physiology, it's just now there's, it's gaining momentum because people are becoming more aware and then people, businesses get involved and they're going to soil it and make it, a, you know, an economic venture and, you know, oh, yeah. 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 And I, I think there's a, a lot in that and that I got my son an ice bath for Christmas because he's, he's really interested in that and, um, and he's really getting lots out of it, you know, in terms of use. And I remember one of the, I, I ran over to his because I was going out to meet friends in, in the same, in Chesley Street, the same town. And the condition I got, got a shower at his was that I went in the ice bath. And um, apart from being really, really nervous about it, it was, it was exactly how you describe it there. You know, you're getting into something that is going to go woof. So you've got to use your, the breathing and just that, whatever happens in the mind. And, I, you know, I, I stayed in 50 seconds, but, that ability, it, it was the, it was the, it was the, I can see, and it was the ability to consciously, deliberately do that whilst under that stress. And that for me is, that was a one-off, but if you do it as practice, you are practicing the ability to manage and manipulate your system, which I think is really, really important. I often talk when I do sessions on stress about the rescue breath and the things you can do, you know, the, the practices, but there's a, there's a daily thing you can do to deliberately practice that. And I often talk about a daily act of defiance for the very reason that you don't want to do it. It's something small, but significant. It's not really that small, but it's you getting a win under your belt before you even start. Yeah, it's it's, it's short, but significant. Yeah. So, so you don't have to dedicate much time to it. You just have to do it. Uh, and it's it's facing that adversity. So we so we need adversity. You know, it's like, oh no, why would you, why would you do that? It's like, why don't you stay all warm? So we need adversity to prosper. So it's much like the intermittent fasting argument. You know, we need that adversity or that period of starvation from, from a longevity perspective for overall health. Mm. So, you know, you'll know this, the, the bodybuilding diets are pro-inflammatory. Well, why, why is that? Because obviously you're giving your body what it needs. It's because it needs that period of, of adversity to then transition into uh, calmness. So it, it's all yin and yang. So, Everything is described, everything can be explained with yin and yang. You know, you can't have harmony without contrast. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I, I think certainly on my journey over you know the years of getting back under control, sustainable weight loss and health, it's been building in stuff and finding things like the challenges. You know, that for me, CrossFit and I'm training for the Kielder Marathon in October. Those challenges, I don't want to get out and run some days. It's raining, it's cold, but there's something about it when you're out and when you come back. A, you've had that win, but you feel different. There's something different happens because of that challenge. And I think as human beings, as you're right, we, we thrive on it. You, you, I, your, best, best win. Your, your best win is when you've, you, it's not a, it's not one in, in sort of nice weather. It's the one yeah. where I don't want to do that. But you know what? I need, I need to do that. So I'm going to do that. And you, again, it's, it's, it's conquering your little inner bitch again to go, right, okay, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not listening to my emotions. I'm going to listen to my body and understand that I need to go for that run because the goal is this. So it's so in, the, in psychotherapy, it's, it's, it's behavioral activation. You're doing something that you know is difficult because you know the effect is going to be positive. So much like you know, going for a run, it ain't pleasant. You know, lifting heavy weights, it ain't pleasant. But you know what? You learn to love it because you know the effect is going to be good. So it's still not pleasant, but it is because you know the effect is going to be rewarding. So you know, it's, it can, it's shifting that mindset into, I have to do this. I'm going to enjoy doing this horrible thing because I know it's good for me. Hmm. It's amazing. It is. And with, you, you can, you practice your way to that. You know, you talk about discipline. I mean, discipline, you, you practice that, you know, you can start small, but the discipline, it's like a muscle it develops and you get used to being more disciplined and perhaps we're never going to reach certain level, you know, athletic levels or whatever in terms of the discipline, but we can all get better at that. And I think, and it transforms your life. I often used to think about it. Like I would love to be the person who, and then when you're starting to change, right. I, I need to do this. And then now it's more like, I am the, I am the person who I am. the I, I do cross it. I am. I love it. You know, that from, I want to do it. And that journey is exactly that. It's just getting on and doing it and practice, practice, practice. It is when make mistakes, have your off days, but keep going. Keep it. it goes back to the fact that you're, you're your hero of your own story. And if you, and if you apply your, your director role as well, you're, you're going to make great choices. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be Luke. You can be Hans from Star Wars. You, you don't have to be the completely virtuous guy that oh, you know, nobody wants to hang around with you can you can be the cool guy you can you can be a bit cheeky you can be a bit naughty but ultimately just keep taking those little steps forwards because again what's 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 the end well the end's death so you know this big goal you've got to be quite careful of big goals as well because once you've achieved that goal and you've had that massive dopamine hit if you don't have those daily practices in place after that marathon, you're going to feel terrible because, again, daylight, 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 daylight. It's literally the same every day. So if you've built this up psychologically to be the epitome of happiness and you achieve that goal and congratulations for achieving that goal and you can go, shit, it's over now. Hmm. What the hell do I do now? So you need those little daily practices in place to make sure you don't crash. What's my next goal? What's my next goal? What am I doing? I'm building towards goals, but just make sure those little goals are there because you're going to struggle if you achieve that goal and you don't have anything to, to replace it. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's that's such an important thing because I remember donkeys years ago, a friend of mine and I, we cycled um, Land's End John O'Groats 
and um, I was no cyclist, you know, I did it on a whim um, and thought it'd be a great way to lose weight, to be fair. <laughs> Savage weight. <laughs> but we did it, and I had that feeling, you know, at the end where it's like, okay, because I didn't have any foundation. And I think you're right that it's about building the foundation, but getting joy from the foundational stuff as well, from the little win at CrossFit, from getting out on that run or getting in the ice bath, whatever it is, treating those as the micro wins, the micro goals. And I can't remember where I heard it, but like somebody who lost a lot of weight was talking about the goal is not the weight loss. The goal is the journey. habit, the fulfill each habit. That's my goal. If I fulfill those habits, the journey will take care of itself. And I'm learning to enjoy that on the process, you know? And I think that's such a really important way to look at it. Yes. So it's, it's a terrible cliche, isn't it? It's not, it's not the destination, it's the journey. So, you know, it's not, you can, you, if you, I mean, I'm into my cars, so it's kind of like, I, I, don't, I don't care what I'm driving as long as I'm driving and, I, and I'm appreciating every moment. It's, it's, it's the ability to be present in this very moment because the destinations in the future, it's Lao Tzu, doesn't it? It's, you know, the, um, depressed persons living in the past the anxious persons living in the future that goals in the future mm. so calm persons living in the present so you can have that goal in the future but for the love of god appreciate what's happening right now because mm. that it'll be over soon enough and once you've hit that goal and you're not appreciating in the now you're going to be in trouble yeah and it, it reminds me of that alan watts quote around I, I, I can't remember it exactly but you don't listen to a piece of music to get to the end yeah, yeah, yeah. for the piece of music and and uh, this is this is part of it isn't it it's to kind of get our head away and I think for a lot of um and I I don't know maybe in terms of some of your client base but a lot of my clients kind of are very driven people with goals high performing etc you know they're, they're really driven and health has taken a back seat and part of it is to sort of bring that that vision to here whilst you build the habits and to learn to appreciate now and it's enough now you know yeah firstly big big Adam Watts fan it's the um best <laughs> The best composers are not, are not the guys that get to the end of the symphony at, at the quickest. It's, it's all about the journey. But um, and was, the, the Dalai Lama was was asked what, what was the most peculiar thing he thought about mankind. And it was the fact that he sacrifices his health to gain wealth and then spends his wealth to gain health. And yeah, the, the paradox of that situation, it's like, yeah, live in the now, understand what you want, but please, for the love of God, live in the now because yeah. that moment will be gone soon enough. Yeah. I didn't really expect us to get that this philosophical when we're talking about it, but it just shows you. And this is this is the thing because we can and I'm drawing a, a very topical comparison here with weight loss drugs that's very topical in the news at the moment today. <laughs> the roll of the eyes says it all. But it's that, it's this seeing that these this is the solution. That there will help me, that'll solve it, that'll fix it. And actually coming back to, okay, there might be something in there, you know, once we've done the diagnosis by exclusion, there may be something we need to do and, and manage, but it's the other stuff. And a lot of that other stuff comes down to what we do day in, day out. Yeah, that that weight loss drug is going to be huge. And it's, yeah. and it, you know, we, we don't have the long-term data for it, but, uh, but I'm telling you this, if you start messing around with your physiology, you are messing around with your physiology. Stop messing around with your physiology. Get get the foundations in place because you might take that drug, you might take it for six months and lose all that magical weight that you should have lost through discipline, diet, training, good sleep, optimizing your hormones. You take that drug 
and all those bad habits are still there. Well, I can take that drug again, so it's fine. What you don't realize is that is having an effect on your normal physiology. So it's an effect on your pancreas. Your pancreas is pretty bloody important. Now, if you get pancreatitis, that is no joke. That is real serious stuff. So uh, I would, it's one of my patients, are you going to get involved in it? No, no way. I'm not interested in it at all. Um, I want my guys to work their butts off and, and do, do things properly because, again, to affect sustainable change, you need to put the work in. Hmm. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I think that's probably the, the, the finishing comment because that is that is the approach, isn't it? I did want to dive in a little into the uh, your work on the female side, but we probably don't have time. I don't know if I can intrude upon you to to ask for um, another podcast on that one, if it's worth it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the female model is fascinating because, I, I mean, understanding the female menstrual cycle and the, and the differences between males and females is so in, so interesting. So yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to come and talk to you about that. Yeah, that would be great because obviously this one's focused predominantly on men and, and the testosterone side and the questions around that. But I do have listeners and we've had guests on talking about menopause, perimenopause and, and you know, the role of health in that. So um, it'll be interesting to explore that as well. But um, yeah, that's very, been, been brilliant. Very, very briefly, it's, on. it's a careful titration of testosterone and estrogen on one side of the seesaw and progesterone on the other side of the seesaw. Um, just understanding that those hormones are necessary for normal physiology. The, the menstrual cycle is complex, but the, re the reason why it's complex is for procreation, not for optimal well-being. And the changes in mood that happen as a result of the hormonal fluctuations are because of the hormonal fluctuations. So if you optimize female hormones through testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone, you will achieve again that semblance of balance that you've lost because of hormone dysregulation. Hmm. It's a 30 second soundbite of female HRT. It's good teaser for that. It is a fascinating subject. And again, no disrespect to my colleagues, it's not done very well. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we could talk forever, but I, I do have to pick the little one from school. And I, I really do appreciate your time. It's been a brilliant conversation. And thank you so much. What I will do, I mean, if there's, I'll, I'll just hand over to you for any parting thoughts or how people can get in touch with you um, if you if you want. But um, any questions or feedback or thoughts from yourselves, listeners, drop me a line at dave at restlessmidlife.com. Um, I'll be interested to know what uh, what might come out of this in terms of that, because I might even, uh, well, if there are any questions for Dr. Rob, I will feed them back. Uh, in in particular as well so that would be great um any part and thoughts from yourself then um yeah well listen if you're interested in testosterone replacement therapy get a decent diagnostic blood test uh, we offer them at clinic more than happy to talk or well, we'll talk you through them because we talk through all of them um if you're interested in the subject there's an education section on our website um have a read of it all again there's no cell there it's literally this is the facts this is my perspective we do i've got a youtube channel which is me sat in my Land Rover just talking about testosterone, life and everything. So, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And all those links um, and contacts will be in the show notes as well. So that that you can check those out at uh, midlifereshape.com forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Rob. It's been brilliant. Uh, really enjoyed it. And I'm sure there'll be loads of other questions that will occur to me as well as to potentially listeners. So I'm sure we'll be in touch. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. And we'll catch you soon. <laughs>
Thank you for listening. You'll find all show notes, links and resources mentioned at midlifereshape.com forward slash podcast. And it would mean so much if you could spread the word to your fellow restless midlifers. Share the show and links. And if you aren't already, subscribe to the show in your podcast feed of choice. And one more thing. If you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting midlifereshape.com forward slash review. It would mean so much, and I may even give you a shout-out in return. And a quick final thanks to production assistant Karen North of North BA and for the music, which is called Silver Star by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers at musicformakers.com. Take care for now, and don't forget, you really can reshape your midlife health and rekindle that spirit of adventure.